Hi everybody and welcome to uh, another edition of Ealing Independent College's Alumni Chat Series. Um, today we've got a really great guest with us, um, it's Rial. Rial was here um, a little while ago. Um, she uh, took GCSEs intensively um, in a year, really accelerated and um, look excelled at those and uh, took that confident, excellent, wonderful approach into A-levels and she did remarkably well in that too. Um, not only was Rial an excellent student, she was uh, a real sort of positive force around the college and a real sense of kind of glowing happiness, I remember. I remember very well. Um, so look, I've, I've been chatting for a little bit too long. I'm going to mm-hmm. let Rial introduce herself a little bit with a few opening questions. Uh, those questions which are, when were you at the college? What did you study here? And yeah, why really did you come to the college in the first place? Yeah. So yeah, thank you for the amazing introduction. I appreciate. But um, yeah, so what brought me to Ealing was just having a complicated past with education. I was kind of hindered from completing my GCSE in the normal process at the normal schools. So that brought me to Ealing. And clearly with the good reviews that were available, and I actually got a recommendation from someone that said that Ealing's a great place. So that definitely brought me to Ealing. And I was just looking to get the main GCSEs out of the way. So I understand that normally people get multiple GCSEs, but I had nothing to start from. Or they come in with not so satisfied grades, but I had nothing. So I had to just completely start again. And it was great because Ealing allowed me to just take the necessary GCSEs that I would need to continue and get onto A-level. So I think I took about six GCSEs and just there is just such amazing guidance to be able to do what a two-year course does in one year and deliver it so well with support I just appreciate that because I almost lost faith that I would be able to complete my GCSEs and then just realizing that it was possible and that people had done it and that there was so much support at Ealing it was just reassuring so I think the next thing was, yeah, I think I covered a little bit of an introduction. No, that's good. And I, I mean, I, obviously, the, the the teaching and the support will take you so far, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I think you've really got to have that inner drive as well. And and I think you, as far as I, as far as I can remember, you sort of discovered that from sort of day one. And um, you, you came in and worked really, really hard and you sort of found... A, a little group of like-minded individuals like Jaspreet and Rehab who were like your good mates right from the start. And there was almost like yeah. this kind of, this kind of understanding between all of you that, right, we, we're, we're going to do really well here and we're going to do really well here together and we will help each other to do that. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that not only does Ealing bring in people that want to grow that friendship and support each other, but, even though I was like, it's a new school, it's a new place. What if I don't meet anyone? Instantly, I made a group of five friends and we stuck with each other from beginning to end. And it was it was not just the friendship, it was almost like support. If someone lacked in something, we would guide them and we'd help them in that subject. And it was just, it was great. But I think Ealing brought us together like that. And we're still friends to this day, which is good news. But yep. yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that's great. So uh, you, you talked a little bit about how well you did at GCSEs. What about A-levels? Mm-hmm. Because... Um, a lot of students find the step from GCSEs to A-levels an incredible struggle. Um, I, I don't really recall you 
you finding it a struggle? I think you, you seem to transition quite smoothly and you were from quite early on getting really sort of impressive grades. Um, and a lot of that was down to hard work, yes. But again, it was, I, th- I think you'd found a system that worked for you. Yes. And actually, now that I think back, I think it was the whole, I don't know what we called it before, but what was the study room called? With oh, supervised every- study. Yes, exactly. So I know. Study. Mm. So I think that even even though I came from a school that didn't have a system like that, we had that at GCSE too, and that was almost forced upon us. At that time, we never had that special card that let you get out of the room or anything like that. So <laughs> the exemption almost, card. Exactly, but <laughs> having having that room and that scheduled time during GCSE in your timetable just forced me to like sit down. There was no distractions. You couldn't talk which seems like a punishment, but actually it was the best method for me. And I kind of still do that to now. I'll plug my earphones in and just like focus. So it just created a really good habit. And definitely there was a big jump from GCSE to A-level. I'm not going to deny that. But I think I created that routine and I forced myself. Even though I was privileged with that special exemption card, I still would use it in the correct way because I knew the benefits of sitting on your own, just getting it done, if that makes sense. So I think that's, that's a skill that, only Ealing has instilled in me to be on your own and get it done yeah and yeah it's it's good that you've sort of learned from that and you've you've taken it on and kept it going so 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 what year levels did you do and and what skills did they really push you forward with so I ended up choosing an odd mixture of a levels so I did maths chemistry and biology and then I chose to do English literature alongside so normally people choose physics or philosophy or whatever but I chose to do English literature and actually the teaching for English literature is what inspired me to keep going and I still enjoy to like write and read to this day because of that so I chose to do all four of those subjects and then for I think second year of A level I dropped the maths just because I found that not only was it not necessary for me to complete my pharmacy degree but it just, I wasn't interested anymore. And I actually enjoyed English literature more. So Mm. I kept English literature, biology and chemistry. And that was perfect for me to get into the right college that I wanted to get. I mean, the right university I wanted to get into. So good news. Yeah, and obviously with that, you had, like you say, really good teaching. Like a lot of people in these these podcasts in the past have have praised Fleur, for instance, in in terms of just how she instilled this incredible passion within her lessons and and then created within her students this motivation to to read and to learn within the subject and really push themselves on and and obviously then within bio and chem you had teachers like Ian and you had teachers like Liz who really yes. yeah who, who were who were there um yes as big sort of cornerstones of the college but they also didn't really forget what their main job was, which was teaching and inspiring students to to really push themselves to better things. And I think Fleur definitely supported me. And I almost, I remember going into GCSEs thinking, I'm going to fail English because I hadn't studied that for almost like two years being in a different country before that. But Fleur just supported me and like guided me. And not only as a teacher, but she was almost like just an emotional support to get me through it since I it's not important but I had a big commute to get to Ealing but it was still made worth it because of the support that was there Liz was just amazing as you mentioned Ian having Dr Moores as a personal 
chemistry teacher was a privilege. He, he, you know, sessioned out another chemistry session, session for us just so that we could get the extra support. Graham, you know, he's great. He teaches everything in a fun way. You know, you don't feel like you're going into a chemistry lesson. And then for maths, I remember Sophia mm-hmm. really pushed me because I used to hate maths. Like I could not wait to drop it at A level, like in first year, but mm-hmm. she just kept me going. And because of her, I can look back and be like, yeah, at least I got an A and then dropped it. So, yeah. And that's good. And that, that, that's, yeah. Again, that, I guess that comes down to, yes, meticulous standards, but you also being open to these teachers really um, motivating you and emphasizing the best parts of you. Um, mm. So do you have any sort of, I, I, I guess you talked about the teaching and we've talked about your friendship group and, and what have you. Do you have any sort of memorable moments at the college which have stuck with you as a kind of turning point towards where you are now? I think a nice memory I have with you, Alan, is that on my first day, I was already late. And that like that embarrassment <laughs> almost shook me into never, ever being late again or like, you know, it was just, that was a fun memory. I, I, I don't really call that. Please, please don't say I shouted at you for being late. No, you didn't. <laughs> Not at all. You didn't, you didn't shout at me, but it was just a room full of people that I've never seen before. And I was late and I was like, oh my God, I need to never do that again because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was, that was a fun memory. And then I think my A-level years were the best. The friendship group I had and the fun that we had while still getting all the work done. And then there were a few new um, teaching staff that had come in that also were fun to be around and they were still as supportive there were little hiccups in the way and everything and I was I'm sure you remember very vocal with my feedback <laughs> not in good ways but no no I, I, yeah. I, I we I, I was saying actually I, I did a very similar podcast um yesterday with another student and, and I said look one of the things that I teach absolutely sort of feels quite uh, uneasy about and it, it feels very uncomfortable is, is, a, is a silent class in front of them like we don't want to be teaching to uh, students who just sit there like kind of meek sheep who just accept what we say to them I and this is this is really the, the sort of embodiment of the college I want students with a bit of spark who will say I don't think this is right I want I, I want something more um, and I want the college to be this way. And then we can talk and negotiate and communicate. And it makes it better for everybody that way. And that's a good thing. I think because my feedback, even though back then it was so, sort of unnecessarily exaggerated, but still, I think because it was so well received and well responded to by you and other staff members, like I still feel that I can openly comment on things now, even at my university or in my program or whatever. So it's nice to know that the support is there, even if you're having a dramatic moment. Or, <laughs> yeah. No, with a dramatic moment, Rialto. <laughs> I have many. Um, so I, I, I remember as well, you were, you were part of the student council, weren't you? And, and you sort of took yeah. that role on and you said, well, it's not just about me and my grievances. I want to be someone that, that other students can talk to and I, can, I feel like I've actually become quite good at raising those points and trying to make a difference that way. I'm really glad that I went through with that because, it, you know, public speaking was not my strong point. But even though it was just a, like a small group of people that I had to present my speech in front of, that confidence was all built up at Ealing. The way I am now, the way I am during my university years and everything, it's just all built up from Ealing. So I'm really glad that I took on that position to be 
student council. We didn't achieve much, I would say, but it's still just a nice opportunity once a week to meet up with, you know, you and Liz and everyone to discuss things that we could do, little things, but they still meant something. Yeah, but I, I would say you, you may sort of say that we didn't achieve much, but I, I think what you actually did was pave the way for future student councils to really push things. Um, mm-hmm. Now, for instance, we have, we have a system where the student council actually get diverted funding and they can spend what they want on it. So in a sense, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know just how great I felt about this at the time, but we had students who said, look, uh, the reading room should be ours. I, I want it to be painted this colour uh, and I'll oh, paint really? it myself. And that was great. And that came because the last few years of the Student Council had gained this confidence in actually challenging the status quo and saying, I want things to be a different way. And then there's there's become this acceptance within, within leadership and staff here that, yes, look, the most important people here, whether we like it or not, are the students. And they should they should provide the character and the the real kind of identity of the college and that's that's a good thing that's just how it should be i'm so glad to hear that that sounds fun i'd love to come and see you oh you're welcome at any point you you, i mean the um just the aesthetic of the college looks very different now i mean you you probably remember a college where um there was a lot of artwork on the wall that was that was all there that's that's all gone now and it's around the walls of the college now are pictures of students past present um who have done good things who have moved on to good things and that's that's great that's how it should be really so my thoughts but anyway um let's move on to you and Mm. can you explain what you did when you left college because you left with a wonderful set of results um higher echelons um of of the of the grade structures and that opened up huge opportunity you you had offers from multiple russell group universities and Mm -hmm. i guess you had decisions to make so talk us through i guess why you made the decision you did why pharmacy and what that's then led to for the next three years Mm -hmm. so i chose to apply to do pharmacy and that was mainly inspired by just a one or two day work experience that i was luckily able to do and that just instantly inspired me I knew that that's what I wanted to do after seeing other shadowing experiences that didn't go so well I knew pharmacy was what I wanted to do and my experience applying through UCAS there was I think with Ealing there was multiple people who came in to speak to us about supporting us with the UCAS applications everything so I felt completely supported but more than that there was there were so many students around me that had struggled with UCAS. Maybe they might not have been accepted, been accepted or they've been rejected or whatever. So they were applying for the second time. So they were big help for me too. Mm. I felt more confident to write a personal statement, um, get all the application stuff right. And I luckily ended up getting the requirement to get into UCL, which is where I go now. But also I got an offer for Kings and everything. And that gave me the privilege to pick where I wanted to go which is very lucky so I just I cannot thank not only the staff that are there the teachers and everything but just the students that you're surrounded with Mm -hmm. they have a level of support they want to help they've been through you know maybe a struggle with applying and they just want to help I just I appreciate that a lot yeah I I, I think it's um we're 
we do try our best not to get down this whole kind of army of one kind of idea or you're only in there yourself it doesn't really matter as soon as you leave this college that's it you're done with everybody else who was ever here and that's that, that's just not who we are and it's, it's so pleasing to hear that the at the beginning of this uh, podcast, how you were saying um, that you're still really good friends with people who were part of your journey at Ealing, and that's that's really quite good. Um, so, so what's the pharmacy degree been like then? So I'm glad to say I'm in my final year now, and it's just the last stretch that's left, like maybe term two, and then I should graduate. So unfortunately, my university experience has been cut because of COVID. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it was still fun. Everything was good. But because there was multiple lockdowns and everything, we didn't do all the fun stuff that people do in third year. So, but it's still been a nice learning lesson to adjust suddenly from having on-campus lectures and classes and all that support face-to-face to suddenly being all online and having Zoom meetings with every professor that you used yeah. to see. So that's been a nice, adaptable skill that I've been able to gain and yep I just I'm just completing my research project now that will get me my master's degree which is again a big privilege to, mm-hmm. to be able to get yeah definitely so, so, so what what then is the next sort of two three years looking like for you then once once you have your degree mm-hmm. I mean yeah what, what what does one do when they've got a pharmacy degree and then they move on what yeah So the standard process is to just apply for pre-registration, which would get me a pharmacist license. But you know, I don't, I'm not boring like that. So I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) I'm choosing to immigrate maybe to another country or see what it's going to be like. There's, there's amazing internship programs in places like Switzerland and Australia and all of that, which I'm still in the process of applying. So hopefully fingers crossed I get a nice internship that would eventually lead me into pursuing a pharmaceutical industry position yeah. uh, rather than just uh, well not just it's all valuable but just different I just don't see myself doing something in London anymore so no that, 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 that's yeah. that's all good and and, and in a sense you, you have decisions to make as in do I want to be a pharmacist or do I want to be a researcher to move pharmacy mm-hmm. onto new levels and it's it's what really attracts your interest. I think it's like you say. It's it's not it's not. I'm just a pharmacist. That's not how it mm-hmm. is because pharmacists obviously play a huge role, and particularly given the given the last few years, just how important they've mm-hmm. become. Um, but that that whole researching and pursuit of pharmaceuticals, which makes life better and are responsive to the the challenges and difficulties that we've had in the last few years it's really worthwhile and so I guess I would ask you do you, do you find what you're doing right now really fulfilling oh for sure I think maybe if you asked me six months ago I'd be like oh no not at all because I think it just took a while to adjust to COVID learning learning from home and not having face-to-face sessions but now I know what I want to do and how I want to continue this and I think I definitely am happy in the position I am in right now. I think it's been a struggle to get here, but I feel like what I'm doing and what I'm contributing to, even if it's a small, tiny 10 paper research paper, it's still interesting and fascinating and it's keeping me thinking for the future. So, yeah. No, it's excellent. It's really good. Um, 
So I, I think just starting to close and thinking about the last mm-hmm. question. Um, given that you're a few sort of steps down the line, what advice might you have for a year 12, a year 13 student right now about what you've done um, and going off to university? I mean, you, you've talked about certain things like UCAS and work ethic and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could sort of narrow down some of your ideas into maybe one or two little bits of advice, what would you, what mm-hmm. would you say? I think utilize, I, I'm assuming that you still have the nice supervised study sessions. Yeah, yeah, we do, we yeah. do. So I, I think utilize those to the maximum because the skills that you learn from that, I can tell you right now, I still use that independent learning time. I still try to schedule myself to do that. So I think utilize that to the maximum, even if you feel like going on your phone or secretly talking to your friends or whatever, just that's the only time you'll have for yourself and that will create lifelong skills. And the other thing I would say, the first thing that comes to mind is have fun. Like I know I look back and I know that I got my work done, but I still had so much fun. So don't miss out on that. You being at Ealing, you're most likely going to be surrounded by amazing people who might have struggled with things or they might have different circumstances that have brought them to Ealing. But have fun. You're going to make like lifelong friendships that, and and you're going to have such good connections with the teachers that you have. They will be there for the rest of your life. You'll thank Ealing. And I can say that. So not just to be praising, but yeah, I can say that. So have fun. For sure. Oh, great. Real, thank you. It's been wonderful to reconnect with you and to catch up and Look, I, I'm sure whatever comes of your search for internships and your your search to other parts of the world, which is really exciting within itself. Um, it's not like you just say, no, no, I'm very happy with what I have. You were always to me someone who sort of said, no, I, 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 I'm very keen to continue the search for something better and to, to make things a bit better. And that's really good. And it's good to hear that you're still doing that. It's really wonderful. Um, so it's been great to have you on and uh, lovely to reconnect. And I will take you up on visiting the college and just seeing how we are now, um, whenever you've got any time. And who knows, whenever you're undertaking your small weekend flight from Geneva, coming back to London or whatever um but yeah great to reconnect with you and um yeah look I wish you all the best I know you're going to be a success and I know that um no matter how tricky it may feel this last stretch of your degree I know that you're going to ace it because you've got these um very good habits embedded within you and your approach so wonderful thank you thank you for making time for this this was really like nice and insightful to reflect Mm. Perfect. Great. Thank you very much, Rio. Thanks again. Thank you, Alan. Thank you.